time with a brand new show. The view is death. Now clearing the table for an entire show of <laughs> hot topics. Ooh. Now, let's get things started. Yeah. Welcome to The View. Hi. Hi, Whoopi. What are they singing at the end? The only reason why I played that to begin this show is because at the very end, the singer goes, And I don't know what she's singing. And then I did a little bit of research, and I guess that one season, many moons ago, Mary J. Blige threw on one of her platinum blonde wigs, and she sang the theme song for The View. I don't know if she wrote it as well, and it's called World's Gone Crazy. There's a whole music video on it. A whole music video, if you go to YouTube, they have a whole dramatic sketch where Whoopi pretends like she's on the phone and she's calling Mary J. Blige, and she's like, hey, I have this crazy idea. Why don't you sing the theme song for The View? And then it goes into a dream sequence of what the song would look like, and then the song ends with, I'm a singing I don't know what she's singing. What is she singing? Maybe it's like a painting, like fine art or an abstract painting where you look at it and really it doesn't matter what the painter is trying to paint. What matters is what the audience, the individual audience members, their takeaway from it. That little, that little lyric at the end right before the girls get into it for Hot Topic. It's like Picasso. It's like a Picasso. You know I'm ready. You know the girl, your bottom is charged up and ready to go when she can she can take the most inane, meaningless, has absolutely no value. In fact, it has negative value and, and, and can talk about it and, and deliver an entire monologue. I'm charged up and I'm ready to go with this episode of Fox in the City. Reagan Fox, Reagan Fox, Fox in the city, Fox in the city. I mean, my theme song might be really dirty, but at least you can understand what the fuck I'm saying. The world has gone crazy. There are so many different manifestations of it. When I started this show, Fox in the City, 15 years ago, who would have ever imagined a world so crazy where you would be saying former President Donald Trump? Or you'd have to convince your friends that, no, the vaccine is not some evil plot in order to impregnate you with a Bill Gates, George Soros microchip that's going to control your mind. Mary J. Blige, she's a, she's a fucking prophet. World's gone crazy, world's gone crazy. She's a, I guess it's not a prophet if, if you're just kind of being retrospective about the shit that's going on in the world. Retrospective. Can you say that as, no, I don't think I said that properly. Whatever, look, I'm not here to mince words. That's not what this show is about. So the opening of this show today is about theme songs. I'm all about a really catchy theme song. And sometimes a theme song is catchy because, you know, it has something indecipherable at the end, but like the view. This is what, you know, actually, quick divergence. One of the things about the pandemic, a, a, a side effect that people aren't talking about is it's getting people to watch The View again, okay? I had stopped watching the, re the, the, the review. The, the View 
when uh, I, I don't even remember when I stopped watching it. I mean, a long time ago. I think I was still a smoker, and I haven't been a smoker in like 12 years, okay? I, like Raven Simone, I was like, no, I'm not going down that road. I've gone down some pretty bleak roads in my day, okay? But I'm not going down that road. And so I swore it off. It was like I was an ex-heroin addict. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't even want to see sugar or flour. I don't want to see anything like that because I'm, it, it's just... The memories are too traumatic. And then the pandemic happens and you're at home all day. You have nothing to do. And it's just in this time slot, it just so happens that I wake up right around the time the view is on, which is around 11 or noon-ish LA time. And I have nothing going on. And I, I swore it off. I said, I'm not going to do the view anymore. Suddenly my intelligent friends like... Madge and Debbie, and I know some people don't think Debbie's intelligent, but she actually is quite brilliant. They're talking about The View, and Madge is saying that Megan McCain repeatedly, She this isn't just like a mea call, but she said it over and over and over. Megan McCain, we were on Eat This Hot Show because we brought that show back too. I never thought I would do that show again either. And Madge's like, yeah, Megan McCain is my favorite, and she's my favorite. I'm like, yeah, Hello, Mary J. Blige. World's gone crazy. World's gone crazy. I never thought that I would get back into it, but here I am. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm like a Jerry Blank when she says, "Look, I rode that brown tiger for 20 years. It took me through a carnival of hell. I became the plaything of Indonesian businessmen. By the end, I was barely human." But I'm willing to give it another shot. That's my relationship with the view in a nutshell. Another theme song that I'm very into, I don't know if you've been watching WandaVision, but I finished the series last night. I bawled my eyes out at the season finale because I'm a bottom and that's what we do. We cry. I don't want to reinforce stereotypes, but all bottoms cry. We all cry. Oh my God, remember when I was on Big Brother a decade ago? Like a full on decade. Now uh, going on 11 years and I was crying all the time and people in the audience just, they eviscerated me because I cried all the time. I'm like, look, I was raped as a kid. My father's dead. You might cry too. But I try to be a lot more conservative after doing the television show about crying. I realize I can't just cry at everything anymore. So if something makes me cry not because I'm in my head about it, like I'm policing my tears. And so if something makes me cry, you know, it's had an, it's packed an emotional punch. And I don't mean that in an Ike Turner way. So th- that's what the WandaVision finale did for me. I wasn't there with like the first half of it. I was like, you know what? I I just don't get it. I don't. But last night it, it really walloped a punch. And I love, I've always loved Katherine Hahn and everything that she's ever done. I just think that she is brilliant. And speaking of theme songs, can we just have a moment, just a minute and a half where we where we listen to this and bliss out because this is a bop. It should not be, but it is a bop. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Sorry to interrupt your bliss. I'm sorry. I'm like one of those people who's like, oh, let's watch the season finale of Game of Thrones at my place. And then I'm pausing every three seconds and you're like, God damn it. Uh, that is Katherine Hahn singing, singing, It was Agatha all along. Okay, we can go on. Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious. Ha ha! 
Too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It just taps into so much nostalgia, and, and and she's so fun. All of her facial expressions are just delicious. I remember I was in UIL one act play in Texas, and one of the judges we did noises off, and one of the judges was coming down on me because I was. I, I was doing too many facial expressions. I'm like, yeah, it's just, this is a farce. It's literally what we're doing is a farce. And not a farce in the way if you, like, look at the Trump presidency and you say, oh, well, this is a whole farce. No, this is literally a farce. Like, the play that we're doing is a farce. It's on the cover of the book. Noises off, a farce. It's funny what, what sticks in your head, these little comments that people make to you throughout your life. Like that guy being, you know, it's overacting. There's too many facial expressions. And you think, God, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. But really, what this is, here's what this is. It's subjective. It's, yeah, it was too many facial expressions for one person. But for another person, they read something totally different into it. They thought it was like, they, they, thought it meant something different. They loved it, okay? And so some people see me cry on a television show 11 years ago, and they think, oh, God, you're such a stereotype of gay people. You're just whining and crying all the time. But then other people are like, oh, my gosh, how brave that a guy is on national TV, and he's crying, and he's in touch with his emotions, and he's talking about his father. WandaVision to me, okay, this is why it struck a chord with me, because I grew up, even though I... Uh, I I was born in the 1970s. I grew up watching all of these black and white television shows like Mary Tyler Moore and the Beverly Hillbillies and stuff like that. Even though they weren't produced when I was alive. And the reason why is because reruns were a much bigger thing. And so here you have this television show that's all about grief and loss and mourning and wanting to bring something that's dead and gone back. And they're using the nostalgia that we have for television shows as a metaphor for all of that. And I just, I, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. And we, we really need some of the whimsy and fun of those old school television shows like Bewitched. Like, I want some of that magic back. The problem with the dominance of reality television is that there's no, there's really no magic in it. Instead, what it is, it's like, television producers have taken a vacuum and the vacuum is only sucking out fun and whimsy out of out of out of television shows you can't have hillbillies who find all of this oil and then move to beverly hills but then they 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 don't get fashion and they don't get you know they're they're, they're just sore thumbs in this community or witches that wiggle their nose like we can't have any of that everything is just like high realism and that has its place, but it's just kind of like, like I was, I was watching television, okay, and I saw that it is the series finale of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Let's stop, okay, because I have to make this point. Keeping Up with the Kardashians, 
lasted 20 seasons. By comparison, MASH, which I think at the time that it had its finale, was like the longest running series, and it lasted 11 seasons. And so I'm watching this ad for this show that I I've tried to watch, and it's so stupid, I can't watch it. And, and I'm just going to play the ad because it... Uh... Filming has been one of the best experiences of my life. Of my life, it has. We didn't think anyone would be into watching a show about our crazy family. Because world's gone crazy, world's gone crazy. We just wanted to tell you in person that we won't be going forward with filming the show oh, anymore. Oh my God! And I just want to pause here and say, you would think the way these people are talking and they're going on and so emotional, which I know I just said emotion is a good thing, but you would think that this is a team of cancer researchers and medical professionals who just cured cancer and have been told by the government that their prize for curing cancer is they're all sentenced to death. Just stop your crying, it'll be what the fuck is this music? What is it? I just feel like it's now time have another kid. I saw Courtney and Scott asleep together on the couch. They're oh. definitely made for each other. Oh my They're god, they were sleeping next to each other on I the couch. I'm really blessed that we had this opportunity to even do this. We have a lot of memories. A lot. I just want you to know what I really appreciate you guys, each and every one of you. Hey, are they talking to the crew? Who are they talking to? Did we to? make the right decision by walking away? Welcome to the fun Walking away show. from what? A reality show? The only times that I have watched this television show, it was like two of the sisters sitting down on a couch, looking at their phone the entire time, and getting mad at one another that when the other person spoke, the other person didn't look up from the phone. Like, that is all that was happening. This is not high art. This is... I don't get it. <laughs> Why are they crying? Are they not going to be a family anymore? Is are are they divorcing each other family-wise? Are they ex is it like a Mormon thing now that they're not doing a television show? They can't be family members, they can't talk to one another anymore, they can't see one another anymore. No more communication allowed. You're all part of the church in Scientology and you have to you have to break off from one another. I don't understand. I'm going to take the first train out of Planet Zoo to wherever you people are from. She can't leave. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Oh my gosh! Keeping up with the Kardashians and 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 Shaws of Sunset is what happened when somebody like Ryan Seacrest emerges from the ashes of. American Idol and is like, I have some ideas for television shows. And because he was on a hit show, a hit reality show, singing competition, you have to green light it. It's like, it's like, okay, we have to green light it. I can't believe people watch, but people watch this show. People liked it. Oh my God, I've already been talking for 15 minutes. Okay, listen, before I move on to the news, I need to make two very quick announcements. The first of which is Eat This Hot Show is back. It's me, it's Debbie, it's Madge, and we are bringing it every week. We do a live show on YouTube every Thursday now, so you can watch us. You can see the video of us chatting. And uh, the time that we do it on Thursday is 5 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. My Time, which is Pacific Time. And also, we have a whole season of a new podcast called Pod Save the Queens, which is, a, it's, 
on the face, it's about the Netflix series The Crown, but it's about so much more than that. So even if you don't watch The Crown, it's just us. Get, we more use The Crown as a springboard to discuss other things. So check that out. Pod Save the Queens. You can find both of those on um, iTunes or whatever you use to download the podcast these days. I was reading Yahoo News the other day. What are the top five stories that I need to know this right now? This is a freaky dicky story from the headlines. Crazy. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Boy, crazy yeah. motherfuckers. I'm sure by now you know that Texas and a lot of other states are opening back up full throttle. No capacities in restaurants. No state mask mandates. Don't you use condoms? Look, Doc. I go all natural. That's why my prices are so high. This is just Donald Trump's GOPQ death cult. It's not freedom if I can't can't kill people. If nobody dies, how do I know when to come? But frankly, who cares about politics? Let's get to the real meat and potatoes is what's happening in the world today. I've got my finger on the pulse of America and the pulse is on the penis, okay? Janice Dickinson, according to E! News, says that Bella and Gigi Hadid are not on the level of the original supermodels. They're just not. They're just not on the level that we were on. I'm Janice Dickinson. You may know me from America's Next Top Model, where I repeatedly claimed that I was the original supermodel. And then my own show, Janice Dickinson Modeling Company. Or you may even be familiar with my latest work at the Bill Cosby rape trial. They just stand there. That's what she said about Gigi and Bella Hadid. They just stand there. They just stand there. They don't do anything. They're not supermodels. Neither is Kylie Jenner. I really don't like it when older generations shit on younger generations of people. I'm not into that. I remember when I did speech competitions when I was in college and... There was this coach named Casey, and he was always talking about how much better his generation of speech performers were. I'm like, honey, give it a break, okay? You came four years before I did. No, it was just a different time. It was just like people really understood the heart of prose interpretation and dramatic interpretation and informative speaking four years ago. Like, in a way that you people now just don't get it. You just stand there in speech competitions. See, again, it's just like those little things that people drop into your ear, that they worm their way into your soul. And so many years later, I mean, I did speech competitions over 20 years ago, and it's still there. It's still there. And Janice Dickinson has triggered me. This is a triggering moment for me. I thought that memory was gone. I thought it was gone. I thought it was buried. And then suddenly Janice Dickinson speaks, and that memory is... Ha ha ha! I'm back, bitches! When I first moved to L.A., I went to this club called Eye Candy. They did a reality show about it. I never watched it, but I just knew that that was the reason why the bar was on the map at that period. And Janice Dickinson was here at this event with me. And I was sitting really close to her, and she was just so starved for attention the entire time. And those people like that are exhausting. They are just attention vampires. So this thing about, like, where she's shitting on the Hadid girls has nothing to do with them it's all about her it's like i'm why are they getting attention why can't i be young forever why can't i be the center of attention always that's what it's about it's a very trumpian worldview it's a very trumpian world view perspective on life and it's not healthy so i say hadids go on and do your thing be in the weekend videos uh, marry rock stars 
you're living your best lives and you're gorgeous and you're beautiful and you you weigh less than you did at birth and i just think that it's fantastic you're a bag of bones and you're gorgeous and i just uh fuck janice dickinson and her jealousy the last time honestly my hand to god the last time i saw janice dickinson on television she was on that that e show called botched where you go in because you have botched plastic surgery and the doctors who by the way are former housewife husbands on uh, on the Real Housewives television shows because everything is integrated these days. Everything is connected, right? They they told her that they were fixing her botched boob job and they were like, you have to keep, I don't know if you call it a catheter for your titty. I don't know what exactly what it was, but it was like a, a, a tube that was draining the infection out of her botched boob job and she kept taking it out. I don't know if she was putting it in her mouth and s sucking on it like it was some type of you know, Cheshire cat moment for her. But, and, and they were like, you're gonna, you can die. You can die. She's like, I gotta do it. It just feels uncomfortable. So listen, Hadids, I would take it as a badge of honor that Janice Dickinson is trying to shit on you. Okay. You know, you're doing something right in life. It's kind of like if Trump declares that you're persona non grata, then you know, like you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Oh my God. This headline sounds sexual. Meet... Kamala Harris's inner circle. That sounds very, very sexy. It's Nuvering. It's my inner circle. That's all I have to say about that headline. Oh, I'm using the Apple News app to find stories now. Times are a-changing. 2021. Okay. N Apple News Spotlight. Conjoined twins are successfully separated in 18-hour operation. I would have to say that that probably feels great. You're probably like, oh my gosh, I can be my own person. This is fantastic. But there is always going to be a downside. If I had a conjoined twin every time I would fart, which is often, I would do it and then I'd be like, it wasn't me. And, you know, I'd kind of like do a subtle finger point thing over to my twin. The fart would happen and I'd Tragen. Ugh. Gosh, I'd roll my eyes. I'd act annoyed to drive the point home. But you probably don't even know who the farter is until after you're separated. And Tragen's like, I told you, Reagan, it was you all along. And I'd be like, gosh, you don't have to rub it in. Give me a break. I'm not going to be fart shamed by you. I'm already tear shamed by people that I don't even know. I'm shamed for not being part of the correct generation of prose interpreters and poetry interpreters. I'm not going to be fart shamed. My one request that I would have of the doctor who is separating us, I would say, I would tell that doctor and I would say to him, and it's very important that the doctor is a male because I will only go to a male doctor. They're the only reputable ones. Just kidding. Uh, I would say I want Tragen to have all of the moles. I don't want a single mole. Get, give him the parts of the body that have all of the moles. And I don't care if when you cut us apart, we look like a gerrymandered congressional district, okay? I just don't want to have any moles. Because y'all know I'm very molophobic. By the way, I watched this video about WandaVision that was kind of breaking down, giving interpretations, making predictions, stuff like that. And they had a whole segment on moles and why moles are evil. But also, according to myth, the devil controlled witches by using their moles. So for everybody who thought I was weird for being molophobic, I'm looking at you, Deborah Wilkerson, who tried to, like, molophobic shame me. Haha, <laughs> the joke's on you, pal. Looks like you were wrong and I was right.
The devil uses moles to control people, much the same way Bill Gates is putting a microchip in the fucking vaccines, and when we get injected, we're going to be mind-controlled. Oh, by the way, I got the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. I don't want to brag, but I did. I'm so excited. I had a little bit of injection site soreness, but I'm doing okay. No need to send a get well soon card. I'm very happy about it. My mom, she got her vaccines like a month ago, and she was telling me the story she's like well Ray you know I'm so afraid of needles and so I was like you're afraid of needles what she's like yeah I'm just so afraid and I knew that was bullshit she's like yeah I'm so afraid of needles I just thought I was gonna cry and the doctor took out the needle and he put it in my arm and I didn't feel anything I'm like mom because you've had so much filler and Botox how can you claim to be afraid of a needle that's like Courtney Love saying yeah I'm just afraid of a needle you know I I don't know if I'm gonna get the vaccine because needles scare me no honey you're the fucking queen of needles you come out of the 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 doctor's office your esthetician's office and you still have like a hypodermic hanging that's still shot injected into your forehead and in your in your cheek you've had half of your face paralyzed before from filler like what are you talking about you don't have a fear of needles can you just imagine the courtney love going in to get her vaccine they take out a needle she's like yeah you want me to find a vein hold on hey do you can i borrow your um your uh, belt, your belt really fast. Just wraps it around her arm. That would be like me going to get a colonoscopy and saying to the doctor, I'm just so, I don't know, I'm so afraid. I'm so scared of things going up my, my butthole. That's just scary to me. 20 minutes into the procedure, I'm like, do you have like a bigger, a bigger tube that you can stick up there? Oh, come on, I'm finna nut, I'm finna nut. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Suck up all the duty. Suck it all up. Suck it all up. Oh. So funny that I talk about sex all the time, and yet I have not had sex in seven years. It's just so... So it's my cross to bear. It's kind of like I'm Wanda and sex is my vision. And I just have to accept that that is no longer a part of my life, that it's dead, and I have to get over it. I can't, I, I can't create a fantasy world. Like my WandaVision would be, instead of being based on sitcoms, it would be based on porno movies, right? And I, I just have to let it go by the end of the series. I have to let it go. I have to move forward. Okay, kids, that's going to do it for me today because I've, I'm a busy bottom. I have things that I've got to do. I, um, after I upload this episode, I immediately go on Saturdays, by the way, if you don't know. Every Saturday at around 3 or 4 p.m. my time, Pacific time, I do a a YouTube live where we watch public freakouts together, and I I enjoy doing it. My friend said, well, why do you do that? We We want more intellectual stuff from you. And I'm like, not everything can be intellectual from me. Because I'm not, I'm not a one-dimensional person. I don't always like to be, yeah, let's talk about things in a critical way. Or you know, sometimes I just like a fart video. You know, sometimes I, and maybe that's why people tuned in to the Kardashians, right? Because maybe they don't always want to watch serious stuff. Maybe they do want to just watch these inane people sitting down on a couch and not listening to one another and then crying over nothing. I get it. So I I don't care if that makes me a hypocrite, right? I don't care. Sometimes I like to just watch people freaking out in public because it taps into 
this portion of my brain that just needs to turn off occasionally. I've been producing a lot of content lately between Pod Save the Queens and Eat This Hot Show and my YouTube show, and I've been streaming on Twitch when I play video games. And not everything is going to be your cup of tea. Look, I get it, okay? But I'm trying to become a social media mogul. Isn't that what Frankie Grande said about himself when he went on Big Brother? That's what I'm trying to be. I'm really not. I just I just want to produce art during the COVID lockdown. And so pick up the stuff that you like and ignore the stuff that you don't. And But give everything a try because who knows? You, you might not think like Pod Save the Queens would be that interesting to you because I, I could understand if you don't watch The Crown, maybe you're thinking like, I, look, it's just not for me. But I just have to tell you, me and and Madge and Deborah are so proud of that show. We're so proud of that show. Well, I hope you have just an excellent week or weekend. What are, sometimes you just need to piece together a couple of minutes to be happy in a day. And I hope that this this episode of Fox in the City, this is now the, the 38th episode of the reboot of Fox in the City. I hope it's brought a little bit of joy to your life. And I know we already listened to it once, but I, I want to end with, because you know I love to end with a song, end with a little song. My dad was very into singing. I wish I could sing, but I can't. But uh, uh, we're going to close out with, it was Agatha all along. It was Fagatha all along. I'm Fagatha. It was Fagatha all along. <laughs> Sparky too.